Welcome to Maritime Software Hub, the People Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Hemza Abdelmuti, who's the co-founder and CEO of a company called Tenya. They're based out in the US and they've got a really interesting B2B and B2C solution um, that essentially sells and, and, and caters for um, ship owners, onboarding mariners, um, and also to help the seafarers and the mariners themselves to find new opportunities on different voyages around the world. So we take a look at their solution in more detail. We also run through Hemza's role as a CEO, talk about the challenges that he faces day to day, and we have a, a bit of a closer look at the maritime technology landscape in the US and how it's evolved. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Um, please do share and, and obviously kind of follow us wherever you can. It's really appreciated and look forward to speaking soon. Hi, Hamza. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me here. Very good. Thank you. And it's a pleasure to, to speak to you. And uh, how are things go over, going over in the States at the moment? Uh, great, actually. It's starting to cool down, actually. I'm in uh, Southern California, so taking advantage of this weather. It's my favorite time of the year. So you're in, um, is it Huntington Beach? Is that right? Correct. Yeah. yeah one of my favorite places. Spent uh, a nice. good two or three months there, uh, a few times actually, going out surfing in those sort of places in my early 20s. And uh, got some great beaches all around there. So very cool. Very jealous. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, well, appreciate you coming on and, and your time. And I think it's really interesting to hear uh, you, about your journey, your, your story, and, and also obviously about tenure. We'll learn about the business there. So perhaps you could introduce yourself, um, kind of a bit about your background, and, and then also we can talk about tenure solution, if that's all right. Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Hamza Abdel Moody. I'm the uh, CEO of Tenure. Um, tenure is a maritime credential uh, application. So we are. Uh, forward-facing on the app side. We also have a dashboard uh, specifically for the enterprise and the customer. What kind of, um, before you started the business, what, what I can obviously, I, I've got a bit of an idea of what you were doing, but what, what kind of led you up to, to, to kind of co-founding the business? Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, I got into Maritime pretty early, uh, locally here in Southern California. There's a lot of sport fishing boats. So got into that really early, uh, just as a pinhead when I was a little kid. Essentially, it means that you get to work for free, but then you also get to fish for free. So it was a decent opportunity. It got kind of the introduction for uh, what Maritime was. Um, ultimately, after high school, went through the California Maritime Academy up north. Um, spent four years there. Got out. Uh, spent some time on some tugs, both uh, harbor assist and some offshore. I worked my way. Got to actually up in your neck of the woods in the North Sea. Spent some time on some cable layers up there. Okay. And uh, ultimately worked offshore oil and gas. Um, from there, what I ended up doing was uh, making the short side transition, right? Have kids, have family, want to kind of settle down, got married, everything there. Um, worked locally here for local tug and barge operation, uh, kind of you know spread out all the way across. We'd end up going all from Wake Island um, to Mobile, Alabama, so tons of time zones. And one really distinct thing that stuck out to me was uh, finding talent, finding mariners with the qualified credentials in order to fulfill what roles you need on board a vessel. Uh, you know, that could be a multitude near coastal oceans, but just finding people that had this. And so I teamed up with a previous classmate of mine. Uh, he'd graduated, gone back, got his master's degree in computer science, uh, and he's been working on apps. Pitched, proposed an uh, idea to him. And uh, from there, we kind of got started. 
and uh, we've been at it since 2020. So we're going on our three year, um, just over three years at this point. But it's been great. Um, definitely different. Uh, hard to explain on certain cases, certain situations. But so far, it's been great. And do you work with um, kind of companies mainly in the US or your kind of ship owning clients all over the world, essentially? Well, we are available in uh, other countries as well. So the United States, Canada, uh, India, Indonesia, Philippines, Australia. Um, so we do have the 10-year app available in all those countries. So we are there. We are available uh, on occasion. We do post and uh, do see, uh, excuse me, do search out for customers, right? Primarily, a lot of our business has been focused in the United States. Um, we're the most familiar with this part, right? Uh, in the United States, there's laws and regulations that actually require a U.S.-based maritime company to actually sail U.S. mariners. So a little bit different than the rest of the world. The Jones Act is the responsible uh, entity for that, right? And that was created back in the 1920s, I believe. So, which is great when we absolutely advocate for the Jones Act. And so our primary focus has been here. Um, we deal with anywhere between tugboat companies, shipping companies, drilling companies, offshore supply boat companies, uh, and a multitude of others. What was the story behind the names? I mean, it was a fantastic name. Um, how did that kind of come up? Was it just sort of bouncing ideas around? Or did you, did you have it already in mind? Well, uh, kind of had it in mind. So I think you know, like um, here in the United States, a, a tenured professor would be somebody that spent, you know, X amount of time, 10 years in the position. I think after that point, it becomes really hard to fire them. <laughs> so they, they are a tenured professor. So the name kind of originated from that, right? If companies are looking for crew and talent, uh, they want to consider them for at least 10 years, right? When they put them through their onboarding process. And so 10 years is a play on words. Um, T-E-N-U-R-E was taken. And it was a really expensive domain, so we ran with uh, 10. Actually worked out pretty good, too, because, you know, using the Roman numeral X and kind of worked out. So that's how that came out. Yeah, I think, I think it's a great name. Very memorable and, and yeah, stands out. So it's very cool. And I like the branding and everything on the website and, and, and things you've designed. So, so what, what would you say is your kind of hit or flagship kind of product or, or solution that your, your team offer? We offer tools not only for the, the Mariner, right? Because in my personal opinion, we are Mariner focused, right? We want to prioritize our product kind of around the actual Mariner, which is going to be an individual originating off the app. Um, some of our flagship stuff is that the automated means of which we go about controlling, and that's where our software, our technology, our proprietary stuff all is, is that having that ability to uh, have real time data, right? And so whenever it is queried, it's, actual information based off of the issuing body and entity. Now that plays a really important role because uh, from the Mariner side, it's great to see exactly what you have. From the customer side, for maintaining some of their existing employees, they're able to see it in real time, right? So they don't have to constantly go and seek out other sources in order to kind of find out, is this valid? Um, it's there, it's valid, it's checked every single day. So that would, I would say that'd be our flagship. Yeah, great. And I can see that um, some businesses can also uh, advertise their roles on your websites as well if they've got vacancies for, for different mariners and things, which is a nice way of, I guess, another string to your bow, isn't it, really, of, of kind of get, getting people in the door and a, a hub for mariners to go as well to, to see different opportunities for them. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's, it's easy enough um, for the companies just to get on there and to post and to solicit. And you know, the same effect we were just mentioning, right, for each individual mariner with their uh, information updated 
being checked in real time, when they do apply, uh, it's just that much more solid of a candidate. You can weed out, and I always use this analogy, but you can weed out the drywaller looking for like an able-bodied uh, Siemens position. So you can weed out all those kind of candidates. Um, you know, we're not the, the side of Indeed or, you know, any of those other ones that are specifically used, but the quality candidate that does originate from tenure, it's just, you know, 10 times what you'll find anywhere else. Okay, no, thank you for sharing that. And no, definitely a really interesting business. And I haven't seen anything like it, to be honest with you. So really excited to learn more about it from our, our discussions. Um, and I guess in this obviously conversation, we're going to talk a little bit about the your role as, as obviously a co-founder and a CEO, what that involves. And we'll also look a little bit at kind of product management and other areas that I'm sure you obviously are involved in, uh, including sales and marketing as your team expands and things. So can you just give us a quick overview of what your day-to-day kind of role is at the moment? Yeah, yeah. So um, obviously, you know, kind of prioritizing our current existing customers, there's, you know, check-ins. Um, a lot of times we'll actually have meetings just like this, similar fashion. We'll kind of go over where they are with the product. Um, if there's any questions, any bugs maybe, um, or how to work this, right? That, that could be another one too, because we're kind of crossing this little chasm here with the way that we're trying to illustrate our product value and what they're typically used to. So a lot of times kind of answering some of those questions uh, around that is a day-to-day operation and it's, it can be pretty intensive. Uh, but we do obviously prioritize the customer end as well. So filling up all those questions, um, setting up meetings in similar fashion. The rest of it too is a lot of outreach. Um, I am, you know, kind of being that founder role. Um, that's not beneath me at all. So typically when I, I have to make those calls and I do and do them fairly consistently, um, getting out to new customers in order to kind of illustrate our product benefit. Um, that is pretty decent capture, right? Some of the other weeks are kind of spent with traveling. So I will get out to some of these customers for face-to-face in order to illustrate how this does work. A lot of conferences. There's been um, a lot of career fairs, other additional opportunities where we can get the word out there, right? Because we have twofold. We're kind of B2B, B2C. We're trying to get the uh, Mariner on the app. Uh, We're also trying to get the customer on the dashboard. So there's those angles as well that we're uh, constantly going after. I briefly interrupt this episode to talk to you about our brand new online course, which is the Introduction to Commercial Shipping. I'm really excited to deliver this. Um, Essentially, since kind of growing up in my teens and and my early 20s, I've always worked and been surrounded by the the sale and purchase and and, and the shipbroking industry in particular. Um, So for the last 20 plus years, I've kind of harvested some real, um, I guess, insights and, and, and passion for the commercial shipping space. So the course is perfect for anybody that's either working in shipping, um, perhaps is studying shipping or wants to learn the basic fundamental kind of aspects of the commercial shipping space. Um, this is ideal because you can log on. It's completely on demand. You just start uh, learning. It automatically saves your progress. So you can log in and log out. Uh, there's multiple choice quizzes uh, after each chapter. So on the course, you'll learn about the overall commercial shipping markets, looking at dry cargo, tankers, containers, the gas markets. Um, we'll look at the, the d- different dimensions and sizes and categories of, of vessels. We'll talk about who are the main importers and exporters of, of certain kind of co- commodities across the world. Um, we'll look at the role of a ship owner and a ship broker, what they do day to day, how their company structured go through what a sale and purchase broker does, what a chartering ship broker does. 
we look at um, key shipping contracts, including the charter parties themselves, uh, some of the key clauses that are uh, contained in there. Uh, we look at the the sale and purchase contracts, so the NSF forms, the memorandum of associations, those sort of things to give you a good uh, rounded overview of the commercial shipping space. So uh, for more information, please do message um, info at cordellbeaumont.com or send me a message on online and I'll be delighted to share it with you. And how much of your role is kind of developing the product itself? Is it kind of everything's ready to go? It's a case of now expansion and, and, and kind of sales and marketing, or are you still kind of making adjustments as, as you kind of like version one, two, three evolves, that type of thing? No, uh, as, as it kind of evolves. So that's actually the great part really about kind of like the 10 year product, because some of the earlier versions were fairly stripped down. And as with any product, it was important just to kind of get it out there, get a sense, get some feedback, and continue to keep iterating. So from where we are today to where we were yet last year this time, it's crazy. Uh, just to see the amount of engineering that we have put into this based off of our customer feedback, right? So they're the ones that are really iterating on this product. So they're, hey, this would be great to have an announcements page. Well, as opposed to just making a singular object for that one customer that you know requested that, what we did is put it out to the whole, you know, dashboard. Any, any of the dashboard users now have that ability, right? Push notifications were a big one. And so now that's available to all our customers. So if they want to get hold of their crew that they're currently managing, managing their credentials, they have that opportunity to do it through push notifications, also through chat. So there's a few different means and things that we've implemented based off our feedback from our customers that we're going to continue to keep doing. It's only going to get ever better, really, and um, yeah, so it's been working out great, utilizing a lot of the customer feedback and we keep on building. So that's what we do most. There's only one at the front of the house, um, you know, being myself, kind of outreaching to customers. Uh, the remainder of the team, uh, Lamy, Malcolm, and Pete, they build up, or excuse me, they make up the engineering side. And so um, it's really important I can get the information back to them. Uh, we can, you know, ideate on what that looks like, come up with the version, push it out, and just keep building. Okay, and and... In the U.S. at the moment, uh, the kind of the maritime technology landscape is it quite evolved, or is it kind of in its infancy? Do you think in the last maybe the last three or five years or so has it kind of transformed, or, or do you think it's still very early days? I think it's really early days, and I think that some of the obvious things that are out there and that a lot of people have pushed are going to be towards like the commercial application side or the shipping side, and uh, I think you can kind of attest to this too when it comes to hey, let's track a container which is insanely useful technology. You can see the likes of Flexport, what they've been able to do, and you know how much growth there's been on that side. Where, where there really hasn't been any focus um, is on the Mariner side, right? It's great to find out where your product is, but understanding who's delivering your product, in our personal opinion, is our personal strength, right? Like that's, that's where we find the best use of our technology is, is uh, for the Mariner angle. And then it's been really slow, in, in my opinion. Um, like I said, a lot of people are focusing on the shipping. They want to be able to optimize on trucking. They want to be able to optimize on port, you know, time, drayage, lay days, all those things, which are great. Um, but what happens to the mariner? <laughs> You're right. How, how about the guy on the tugboat that's pushing this thing alongside? Uh, what does he do? And, um, you know, kind of addressing that, in my personal opinion, uh, should be first and foremost for a lot of these companies. And it is. Um, but the technology has been really slow. As far as your, your role at the moment, um, and I know you're, you're very much kind of wearing a lot of hats and, and you're uh, 
doing a mixture of product sales and marketing. What are the key kind of challenges that you're facing kind of day to day, would you say at the moment? Um, there's, it's, it's kind of crossing that chasm, right? The, the maritime industry is definitely like legacy based there. If something's kind of not broken, it's one of those things where let's not fix it, but there's all, there's obvious cratering when it comes to how you go about finding mariners, especially with the new, uh, Gen Z kind of coming into the play and it's a fold where, you know, they haven't been able to live a life outside of a mobile device. Um, you know, there's still publications out there paper publications that are essentially job boards on paper via like a magazine, uh, which is crazy to me. Um, so that's been a really big cha- challenge. There is also, in my personal opinion, and speaking with some of our customers, there's a huge shortage shore-based. And so to give you an example, you know, if the company, maritime company, we can use a tugboat, West Coast, East Coast, Gulf of Mexico, really doesn't matter, anywhere in the United States, Alaska, if there's about 100 mariners, um, spread across all their vessels and their fleet, whether it be barge or pushboat or longliners, doesn't matter. Um, there's only about four or five representatives in the office for a hundred people, right? So if you think I wear a lot of hats, often enough, you can have an HR person that's for onboarding, that's going to have to run them through a drug test, that's going to have to run them through all these things in order to kind of bring them up to snuff to get them on board the LMS training. A lot of these other things have to be included on bringing in a mariner. And so that's been hard, right? Um, if you want to throw another piece of software at them when they're already kind of inundated with what they're having to use is a, is a challenge. And I think that's going to continue to be a challenge. Some of these co- uh, companies have gotten so used to using less people for more mirrors. And so um, this is another product that's going to be attached to a lot of these organizations that is only going to help better, you know, shorten that cycle for them. Um, so it's been hard to kind of convey that. No, I think that that makes sense. And um, I, I guess in your, I guess from your perspective, what's been the feedback from the Mariners side? You've obviously said, oh, if we keep adding more technologies and software solutions, it's difficult for the Mariner themselves to onboard them. But what, what, what in your experience has been the general kind of uh, kind of pushback or guidance from them at all? There, I mean, from the from the mobile end of things, um, I think. A lot of mariners want to see like more directly focused uh, listings uh, if it's for the job related stuff. And so, you know, getting more out to them and letting them know that there's additional options that are out there are huge. And so, you know, there is that constant ask from our user base is like, hey, how about this? Can I do this? And often enough, what we're doing from the tenure side is we're simply just introducing the mariner via the mobile device to the dashboard being the enterprise end, uh, the paying customer end. Um, and we're just trying to facilitate that, right? So we're not playing the role of a staffing, manning, headhunter agency or anything. We're just trying to, you know, hey, meet this person. And we're trying to just do that digitally through the best means that we can configure being automated credentials. Like what makes up this mariner and what says that they are qualified to do it is typically the seat time, right? And the time they spent on applicable equipment and the licensing that they've continued to keep on increasing upon uh, you know, raising grade uh, or just simply renewals. How do you kind of bridge that? And so that's what we're doing um, right now. And so from the Mariners ask, it's, you know, they ask us and we're like, speak directly with the company. Here's an opportunity to do so. Um, if you're unsure if they're going to be able to take a, you know, a license that's expiring in two weeks, or if, you know, how strongly are they going to uh, adhere to needing a WAS, a WAS 
uh, hopper uh, certificate in order for you to get there or high elevation rescue, that, that's something you can, you can just speak directly with the customer, um, you know, or the company is actually hiring. So a lot of that is uh, kind of some difficulty uh, that we get from the Mariner end. It's like, we don't operate their business. We don't run their business. We are just simply connecting you guys. Now, and do you, do you find your background has helped you have more in-depth conversations and perhaps open doors with these businesses to kind of explain your solution? Or do you think it doesn't matter too much about your background? No, I think it's, I think it's played a huge role, right? Because when I did move shoreside, uh, one of the opportunities, right, is that I can understand from the Mariner angle on where they are, right? Um, and the difficulty of somebody having spent just, you know, 60 days on board one of your vessels to ask them to spend another two weeks. I understand how difficult that is, especially with a lot of these guys having families and getting older, taking on more roles, a different role of responsibility. Um, so being, being on some of these, some of this equipment, it, it lends a lot of value to the fact of, um, I know who you're looking for, right? And so if a customer comes to me and they're saying, hey, we'd love to post this, we're going to get this up and running. Um, what do you think? Oh, I think this is great. Ultimately, where would you look to settle? Are these hard facts? Like, does this person have to have a Boise training if you only intend on working them in the Gulf of Mexico? So there's been some advantages that I've had because Boise typically is international. Well, if this person doesn't have that, uh, he has Hewitt, let's say, certificate. He can work in the Gulf of Mexico. The listing's specifically for the Gulf of Mexico. So having companies kind of understand that I get it, and I can actually direct more effectively towards what that actual candidate really should look like. It has been really valuable and kind of leaning on that, right, uh, for myself. No, well, I, I think it definitely sounds like a solution that is very much needed. And um, yeah, I'm really wishing you guys every success. Is there anything else that perhaps you'd like to share that maybe we haven't discussed at all uh, today? Oh, boy. I mean, I'm sure there's tons of stuff announcement-wise, but uh, um no, for the time being, really honest, this has been great. Anytime I get the opportunity to speak about tenure uh, with anybody interested, um, it's been beneficial. It really has been. And I love, I really do love what you're doing with, with your platform too. I like all the speakers, everybody that you got on there. I think I've watched every single one at this point. So, Thank you. That's why I can't I appreciate it. No, it's, it's been a great experience. And it's just increasing my knowledge, to be honest with you, of, of different solutions. And then you can understand what is out there and, and what might, from a recruitment point of view, might fit a certain individual in terms of their career kind of aspirations and things so it's been a really good platform so no it's a pleasure to speak to you and obviously uh yeah really hope we can keep in touch and um if, if anyone wants to reach out and learn a bit more about your kind of yourself or your product who's how's the best way for them to, to get in contact with you um info at tenure so it's one zero ure.com. Okay. Um, that's the easiest way that one goes out to all of us. Uh, so if it's something engineering specific uh, or if a product feature is available or, you know, if we can uh, help facilitate some sort of integration, that'd be the best means. Uh, I'm also on uh, LinkedIn and it's easy enough to get on there. I get the notifications. And so my phone is constantly dinging and that's a great way to get it hold of me as well. And that's a uh, Hamza. Uh, I think it's actually, probably have to get you like my profile thing so maybe kind of include it in one of the summaries i will do definitely i'll add it in the show notes um cool. okay man awesome well i really appreciate your time and obviously um yeah if, if anyone has any questions feel free to reach out to hemza but for now um pleasure to speak to you and i look forward to catching up again soon awesome Kim. thank you so much 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Maritime Software Hub. Great to speak to Hemza. Very interesting business model. Um, and certainly it's it's really good to have more of a focus on the, the Mariners, um, I guess, experience of technology, how it's impacting their day-to-day lives um, and also their kind of relationships and, and uh, impacts with their families and, and loved ones and things. So um, thanks for tuning in. We'll be hosting our next episode in the next couple of weeks. So listen up then um, and take care.